Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Data Insider. Today we'll be talking about open banking and the possibilities and use cases that open banking can make possible. Today with us we have Tony Fitzgibbon, CEO of DataZoo, to provide us insights and industry information on open banking. Welcome, Tony. Thank you, Mamuna, for having me. Um, a very exciting topic and very topical. Um, look. From my view, open banking will empower consumers with access and control of their identity information. It's something that is going to change for how things are operated and how businesses operate going into the future. Definitely. In in today's digitally transformed world, in the world of IoT and more increased digital experience that customers are having. Customers want more control over their information as well as they want more exciting services as well. But how do you think we can manage customer consent? Because there are many use cases where we see that customers have no other choice than to provide their consent, even if they don't want to. So how do you think is the best way to manage the consent related to their banking data? Very interesting because you know people are saying that it's forced consent that is that is accessed at the moment. In other words, people if they don't tick the box can't uh, can't be verified online. So with open banking, it empowers the individual to control their consent where they are where they are the ones who are communicated to uh, through maybe a two factor authentication where they expressly give their consent for that information to be provided. So they control. Uh, the consent of that information. Well, with this being said, in practice, what is identity assurance? Uh, there are a lot of people and a lot of entities involved in uh, open banking ecosystem. We have uh, data recipients, we have data providers, and we have consumers, we have service providers. It's very important to identify each entity entity within the ecosystem as well as entities that are interacting with the ecosystem from outside world. So, of course, there is there is no doubt about digital identity being the key enabler of uh, open banking ecosystem. Being from an identity uh, verification space, how would you position this? Well, open banking is a is not just a, 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 a point in time. Now, it's it's uh, having access to all the financial institutions and be able to get account information from those financial institutions. It then will empower getting to utility information, gas and uh, telephone information, uh, payment gateway you know, services. You know, a lot of these services aren't penciled down till 2023, but where we are now is with access to uh, the statements that a consumer has and then being able to have consent to uh, access that information and to be able to provide that uh, to the relevant authorities. So it's a gateway service where the consumer is consented and the actual providers actually access that information from the financial institutions to provide back to the customer. Uh, we've mentioned, uh, uh, we briefly mentioned forced consent. Uh, do you think it is important that we educate uh, the consumers before we can offer any service to them so that we kind of enable them to make informed decision about what kind of service they actually need and where they they should be providing consent and for how long they should be providing consent. So how important is customer education in this entire ecosystem thing? I think in the whole 
process from where we are today, I think the customers are very ill-informed. You know, how many times is someone going to read pages and pages of privacy or terms and conditions? They just tick the box. They know if they want to buy a good or open account, they've got to tick that box. So by by actually uh, empowering the consumer to know what's been done and providing them an external uh, uh, means to actually understand what the consent uh, is being captured for, the terms of consent, and the rights for them to remove the consent. I think that's the important thing. So the consumer now controls their own identity. If it's a one-off use, is it ongoing use, that they, they have the right to remove that, that consent. So it's empowering the consumer. Yep, I agree with you that the consumers today are more informed. If you look back 10 years ago, uh, nobody was concerned about their privacy and security. They just wanted to avail the services that are offered to them. But now you would see a lot of people talk about privacy, security, and compliance. Uh, coming to compliance, uh, we are still having difficulty in finalizing the rules around open banking globally and specifically in Australia. We have to look for advancements and changes in regulation until 2023. So the service providers who are already accredited, how can they optimize their service provision when the rules are still not stable? It's the framework of how things are done and it's done in stages. So at the moment, the stage is for the access to the uh, accounting the account information. So I think there's a broader purpose that that data can be used for identity verification on their bank statements uh, or their credit cards. Any of that information I think is going to be important. So it's actually building the foundation now where a consumer can be verified and consent can be given. If you haven't got that, then any other services that you're providing within the open banking framework are going to have weak foundations They're going to, and are going to falter. So I think what they're doing now is, is imperative to build that framework for where open banking is going to go. And, you know, with that, open banking is going to change the framework in how we live and how we transact. So it's important to get the, you know, get this right to start with. And it has been a very long process. So you're saying that we should, or the service providers should embed privacy, security and compliance right into the design of the solutions they are building. And the solutions should be adaptive in that way uh, to match with the speed of changing regulations, open banking regulations. So the regulations are changing, the threat landscape is changing, the risks are increasing. Where do you see this open banking moving forward? I think it's where it's going to give uh, consumers complete control of their own identity and uh, how they use that identity and how they transact. So it will empower them to manage their whole financial and other services around that. So it would be uh, utility, any of the utilities utilisation, price comparisons, looking at moving services from one provider to another. So they're going to have more informed decisions about the consequences and the benefits of when they move from one provider to another. You know, the thing in finance is that when people have a home loan, you know, they get they get their loan and the banks will, will keep the interest and interest rates might drop, but the banks will still charge that interest. So by empowering the consumer to have access to, to that information and looking at what other providers are providing, it gives them a price comparison to be able to look at what other uh, services are available. 
you know, through banking, you know, we'll have the utilities and all that. So it, it'll empower the consumer to be informed, to make better decisions and to better manage their money and actually in the end, save them a lot of money as well. So it's going to increase competition within this uh, in this area. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tony, for valuable industry insights uh, on the topic today. So we can say that um, uh, the key enablers for a secure and effective open banking based service provision is consent management, um, well thought out model for identity verification, and of course, compliance and privacy by design. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel.